Hello everyone and welcome back to the Erasmus Diaries with Jane. Today I'm very excited. I have kind of a long-term friend I would say <laughs> on the show today. It's Ava Lynch uh, or Ava Nilunashik if we're going to be very specific about it. Isn't that it? Ava does commerce in French and today we're going to be talking about her time in Strasbourg where she kind of had the best time of her life. So we're going to go into it. So hi, Eva. Hi, Jane. Thanks so much for having me on this morning. I know it's very exciting. It's a very, um, very Monday morning, 10 a.m. We're not vibing. No. But this isn't coming out at that time. So it's going to sound great in post-production. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eva, what made you want to go on Erasmus? And what made you choose French in college in general? So the same as to yourself, Jane, as you said in uh, your own podcast, that... Um, Basically, I just wanted to move out of home. I'm from <laughs> I'm from Cork as well, and uh, you know, for ages I was talking about primary teaching just uh, purely to move away from you know my parents, <laughs> um, in no bad way, but you know, just for some freedom and whatever. But um, but in the end, I was like, you'd need maybe a girl for teaching and not just moving out of home. And so I said, oh, how else could I move out of home? Oh, geez, if I spoke a bit of French, I might be able to... Maybe <laughs> to able to abroad. move country. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's kind of where it came from, a kind of ridiculous reason in a way, but um, that's where it all came from. And then, you know, you start working towards it and your French improves a bit and then, you know, you start to like it then a bit more. And Yeah, so, exactly. So, so like, because Ava as well, like, I've known you my whole life as, like, grow for Gael Gael. Like, <laughs> I obviously... I oddly met you not through Irish but through Irish isn't that it's safe to say and yes, like yes. we both have a bit of a grow don't hang out we love to hear <laughs> it and I was always very surprised that you chose French and clearly you just wanted the Erasmus experience yeah that's very true yeah both of us do love Irish neither of us you know are studying it now well I'm doing a you know part-time course in Irish but um but yeah it just the you know <laughs> getting away from home ran uh, you know, one out over the Irish. So, um, <laughs> but no, no. You know, you can you can keep Irish alive without studying it and all yeah. that. Yeah. So. And so, when you went abroad, what were kind of the first things that struck you when you were getting over there? Like, what did you like? Were you struck? Like, I've had people on who went to Strasbourg specifically before, and they've discussed calf and accommodation. So, what were the two things? Those two things. How did they influence your moving over process? We'll say. Yeah. So we were very lucky in that we. Um, had the emails of girls that had gone the year before us and uh, they were really helpful with giving us all you know the necessary like really like you know detailed advice up to like they told us like do your grocery shopping in Germany it's just over the, the border and everything <laughs> so like is it much cheaper in Germany oh, way cheaper way way cheaper like it was unbelievable the things you'd get for like 10 euro there we were doing our full weekly shop it was it was crazy and um, so we used to go to Lidl in Germany so uh, even down to things like that which like you know maybe weren't life-changing but it was a very oh that is life-changing you know? to me. <laughs> <laughs> it became more important as time went on and money ran out you know so yeah um but yeah but so we were really lucky and all the business students that go over generally stay in this private accommodation directly across the way from the college like so close it's like you know, this radio station to the hub, like it was that close to, um, wow. it was that close to um, the university. So we all stayed there. And so because it was a private, um, you know, rental place, we were eligible for CAF then. And so CAF was, you know, as everyone says, a big, um, you know, bureaucratic nightmare. So <laughs> we spent months and months starting out CAF, but ultimately what fixed it for me, and this maybe isn't the best advice, but was I had a friend who was French, and so I got him to, rang up, to ring on my behalf because I just was getting nowhere. And as soon as they heard a French voice, um, and, you know, I suppose maybe understood exactly what was happening <laughs> um, in a way that I wasn't really expressing, um, it was started within a week. So 
I suppose asking for help is really what helped me with CAF mm. but it's yeah it's and would the university long. be helpful in that regard like would you be able to ask them to do that for you as well that's true the university wouldn't ring on our behalf but if we got um documents or whatever in French that we didn't fully understand we could go in and ask them so they were helpful in telling us what to do but they wouldn't do it for us too oh, i see so the rule of thumb is make a french friend and make them do all the bureaucratic things <laughs> that's it um buy them a coffee and uh <laughs> buy them a coffee and make them go through bureaucratic hell for you yes yes that's my <laughs> life advice in general it's <laughs> pretty genius i like to hear it and you were saying about accommodation in general so you were in private accommodation was that much cheaper than the generic accommodation or what was the situation there so ours was actually so in terms of cork it was kind of a little bit cheaper than accommodation generally would be. Um, we were paying about 500 euro a month. Okay. But then there was university accommodation, which to be fair, I didn't know much about until we got out there. And the people in law and French um, from UCC, most of them were staying there. And uh, theirs was like 200 euro a month. Now, our facilities were better. We had like studio apartments um, where you had your own, you know, touring hub, but you know, your own kitchen and your own bathroom <laughs> and all this, whereas they were sharing a kitchen with like 30 people on their floor and, you know, had like this like airport, it's like airplane type of bathroom and, you know, so it depended on what you were looking for. And ours suited us because it was near the business school, but, you know, to save 300 euro a month might have been better to be in the other place. Now, after CAF though, to be fair, CAF got rid of um, a third of our accommodation costs and it was backdated, so it kind of ended up being similar after CAF, but... Oh, you know, okay, so that's good. So, like, CAF really is the game changer on that. Oh, like, yeah. you have to get CAF. Absolutely, and, like, CAF um, also helps with your um, transport carried. It reduces the price of that to, like, oh, my God, something crazy, like, five euro a month from, like, 30. Um, 30 was still really good for what you got yeah, out of it. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it, it was crazy, like, CAF is definitely the way to go. Amazing. And so, like, with CAF, how did you even figure out how to start with it and when did you get it done is the most important <laughs> thing because Alana's still doing hers when we were talking to her last yes. so I'm hoping that you got yours done a bit sooner oh unfortunately <laughs> for me personally I don't have <laughs> a good story that way um for me it was like after Christmas like this before I ever um, got mine sorted I'd say yeah about now as well similar to Alana um but some of the girls were on the ball and like got it done in like a month you can be lucky and unlucky as well and when we were there the system changed and stuff so that kind of slowed us down too but basically with CAF the second you know of the word CAF you need to get you know <laughs> sending on documents to them um, top tip you know. for people who just got their Erasmus places like last week or something yeah <laughs> maybe start now maybe start now and I mean it's not the be all and end all like you should arrange to be able to pay your rent and stuff if possible um, with never getting calf just in case you don't but like chances are you will I kind of mm. I don't know anyone that never ended up getting calf you know that's very good like yeah. I mean as well it is important because then the money you don't end up spending on accommodation is now spending money yeah and travel. with that we might, move, we might move on to you trying new experiences and travel so what made you what was your kind of pull to do things and where what did you do and where did you go <laughs> so we were really lucky and I suppose this is always the case with Erasmus that anyone that's away already is open to new experiences and to um traveling around the place so you end up with like a group of friends who all really want to do things so we um oh we went anywhere like everywhere that we could and um, being so close to Germany really helped because it was a lot cheaper to get trains from Germany than it was within France um, so we used to do that. That's a bit Strasbourg specific, but in general, we um, we we went to Berlin and we went to Amsterdam. Um, when we went to Amsterdam, it was crazy. It was during lockdown, so um, 
everything. Oh, didn't you ask me for recommendations? Yes. And I had to tell you, I actually don't know any yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was so funny. I did, yeah. And it, we, it was literally in, like, a lockdown. There was a curfew. Like, we had to, um, we had to, you know, you had to leave everywhere at, like, 8 o'clock at night, like, even restaurants. Oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, my God, it was crazy. Like, it was like a detox for us, but um, it was, <laughs> we, we enjoyed it, to be fair. Um, but, yeah, we went to Amsterdam. We spent our whole um midterm the february midterm we spent it in italy so we spent valentine's day last year there were 10 of us just a mixed group of friends like there were five girls and five lads and we did um like a secret valentine thing where like it was like secret santa but it was for valentine's day and we um had a big table in like a restaurant in florence and candles and everything and we just really annoyed all these italian couples with our like speeches and like we were singing songs and but it was it's galentine's on a new level (laughs) galentine's yeah exactly no it was unbelievable like the you know one of these core memories that you'll have forever um but yeah italy was amazing and very cheap as well to travel around italy besides Mm. milan everywhere was like so so cheap and where like so did you take the train everywhere was that your mode of transport we tried to take the train as much as possible because you know it was cheaper for the most part and it's it's kind of just less invasive you know you don't have to go through security and all that absolutely Um, and with going to Italy what were like the top places you recommend since you were there for so long of course yeah a a full week so um Florence yeah like I said was amazing um Rome as well was unbelievable we were literally in Rome for one night but we just had the best time and Naples we we went to Naples and we didn't actually so we went to Naples for two nights but we didn't kind of see Naples itself we kind of used it as an excuse to go to Sorrento and Pompeii and oh wow all this and um but at night then we'd come back and they have these Aperol spritz bars like I, and wrote, I don't know am I allowed to talk about this but you but are absolutely <laughs> I'm a big fan of an Aperol spritz yeah but it was unbelievable the atmosphere and like you know you were sitting like um at like wooden benches like outside and stuff it was just unbelievable Naples Naples was actually maybe my favorite even more so than Florence which like oh wow you know Naples sometimes gets a bad rep but I loved it like it was unbelievable it was so cool that's so amazing that you proper like you were like okay we're going abroad oh we're going to Italy let's not just go to one place let's go to three or four or five or six yeah it was <laughs> unbelievable and I can't take the credit for that I was not the one organizing it but um <laughs> it was unbelievable you said yes to everything and that's our motto here that's so it, exactly that's the biggest thing for Erasmus isn't it just you know saying yes to oh, new it experiences is. Like it is it's the key and so you also in that period where else did you go so you went to Amsterdam and then you went on to did you go to Budapest at all yeah so we went to Budapest as well um I can't remember where we went from Budapest we went from Budapest to somewhere else but it was unbelievable anyway we had like the best time like it was it was so cool this whole um it was kind of interrailing but make it early autumn or end of winter start of spring exactly we were like interrailing but like do a little bit of college in between <laughs> the, whole, the whole year we we caught a few flights as well that was the first flight I ever got by myself was to Budapest because my sister came to visit so she put my, oh my God. the others went to Vienna but I couldn't go because you know my sister you know kindly decided to visit me so so I got a I know we, to we really them. whenever your sister comes to visit you it's like it's like you feel like royalty is coming you're oh, like yeah. I have to show off you make the bed for them and yes. everything and you're like enjoy and they're yeah. like they're just like thanks okay yeah it's like here is your you know blow up mattress like and you're like so impressed that your sibling has come to see you I feel like that's such a thing it's like the adult thing of Erasmus when your sister comes to visit and you're like oh my god how do I take them to the best place possible exactly yeah that was it so I wasn't going to be you know because she was actually leaving and I could have left and joined the others just then but I was like no I have to like you know go with her to the airport and make sure she gets there and you know all this it's just such a big deal I completely feel that no absolutely 
amazing. So we might pivot back to Strasbourg itself. So you had a lot of opportunities in Strasbourg in general. And do you want to just talk me through those, like the hobbies you picked up in general? And then we might move on to the more like serious professional (laughs) development things. Yeah, no problem. So basically, you know, like in UCC, you had the chance to, um, in, in Strasbourg, you could just sign up to kind of, you know, the gym or like sport in general and um, with the college. And so we tried loads of different things and uh, I tried Latin dancing and like I cannot express how bad of a dancer I am, but it was... I've seen you can <laughs> dance, you're not that bad. <laughs> well, I, I suppose that's a different kettle of fish, but <laughs> this Latin dancing, but it was just unbelievable. It was like, um, it was really like, it was for beginner, beginners, so it was almost like Zumba and three of us went and... Uh, what I didn't know with the two people I was going with was that both of them had danced for years. Like they both kind of kept it under wraps, and the three of us went in, and oh my god! But it was it was two so left feet next two to two left feet, and they were amazing. Like you know, so but um, one was like a ballet dancer for like ten years. I was like, you're really oh, letting no. me down here, you know, <laughs> not disclosing this. But Could they pretend to be bad, like is that yeah? Not they that were hard? like, oh, I've never done this, and I was like, oh wow, I think you have. <laughs> but no, but it was unbelievable. It was the best crack, and like they were just. You know, so many people in the room, and some people were as bad as me. So, um, <laughs> other people that I didn't know, but it was unbelievable. Like it was so cool, and it was really good to try new things. We used to go as well to, um, you know, uh, French exchange. It was like um, in a pub. You know, they ran by the ESN, and oh, you would just go and speak French. You know, um, on a Monday night. So that was really cool as well. You know, it was a chance to practice our French and speak a bit of English to French people and whatever. That's so, so interesting. So, like, how did you navigate all of it and kind of figure out? where these things were on yeah so that's a good question to be fair we um we just kind of kept our eyes open I think I keep saying we because like we had a massive you know friend group which is really good in (laughs) Strasbourg like you know a lot of people go from UCC so um I suppose that's how just uh you know depending on each other to maybe hear things and whatever so but also the college if you do like the college themselves were really really good so if we did ask oh, we have no idea what's going on, what's fun for, like, international people in Strasbourg. Like, um, any chance you could tell us, um, they would definitely, like, have helped us. Oh, that's amazing. So ESN was really the main thing. Guys, really, I've said, I think ESN has been mentioned on nearly every (laughs) one of these. We love ESN here. ESN is the best place ever to, like, meet people and do things. Absolutely, And, like, usually they're the most, like, welcoming people you'll find. They are, absolutely, It's so good. But you were saying that you found it quite hard to meet French people in France. Oddly enough. (laughs) Oddly enough, yeah. Well, Well, in Strasbourg. We'll be specific here because we'll talk about other parts of France later. (laughs) Yeah, so in Strasbourg now, okay, I can't fully put that on French people because we were a like 40 you know strong group of Irish people and you know we were friends with the Spanish and we had Italian friends and whatever but we just I don't know um we were very loud as well I suppose that's part of the issue so <laughs> um <Oopsies. laughs> so but it was kind of like a little bit like here the attitude that can be here sometimes that like oh but they're only here for a year so um I don't want to be making friends that leave, you know. So I think that was part of it. I'm like, oh, they didn't want to be friends with us; they'd miss us. But um, <laughs> but yeah, we just like in general, none of us really had French friends. We um, with our group of forty Irish people, we had two French friends, one girl and one lad. So we just fulfilled our gender quota and we were done. We were like, <laughs> Roman and Tim, that's great French That's people. very Machiavellian <laughs> of you guys. You're just like mm, one, one, good. We're like, this is France, perfect. <laughs> you are France. <laughs> Cultural immersion achieved. That's exactly it. So we might yeah. just talk about you. So you really 
grabbed life when you were in Strasbourg <laughs> and you also got on a little bit of an internship. Do you want to talk to me about that and the process of applying and how you got it in general? Yeah, so this was amazing. So it's kind of why I chose Strasbourg. I kind of, you know, speaking Irish and French, I kind of had an inkling that I was like, oh, the EU, that could be something for me, you know. <laughs> and so then I kind of was like, Strasbourg, oh, there's something to do with the EU there. You know, it was not a very well thought out plan, but um, I was like, okay, so maybe just through osmosis being near it something might happen and like it actually <laughs> it actually did in the end so Sean Kelly um you know the MEP he was um you know all the MEPs come to Strasbourg once a month and Sean Kelly like ran events with like monster students who were out there and like we we got to meet him and he brought us into the parliament and showed us around and whatever and then through that we kind of you know heard just through the grapevine that sometimes people do internships with Sean Kelly and so then me and uh, Bren, like two of us, we applied and we just sent in our CVs. And, um, you know, Sean decided to take us on one day a month only, like one day each a month. So, like, um, in with him and his advisories inside in the parliament. And it was just really cool. It was just really cool. So we, um, you know, it was a chance to, like, <laughs> wear business casual clothes and, like, get an insight into what um, happens in the parliament. Like, you know, we weren't doing groundbreaking things. We were, like, you know, taking notes or whatever. But um, Getting coffees is important. Getting, getting coffees <laughs> is important. They were really good for that, actually. They they really um, wanted to, you know, they didn't want to have us, you know, getting coffees or, like, just sorting files. So they gave us, like, jobs like subtitling videos and, like, things like this. So they Oh, that's quite interesting. And that's, like, really good skills to develop. Yeah, and, like, yeah, I actually learned some things, you know, there is that. And, like, they got us to, like, condense down notes into, like, the important points that we thought and stuff so th- they did give us worthwhile jobs to be fair but I'm just saying like there was no pressure it's not like you know <laughs> we weren't standing up to you know in front of Ursula von der Leyen or anything obviously but yeah I think that's an important thing though when you're doing a part-time internship like and you were doing it very part-time very like, part-time compared to like you know maybe three times a week or something yes like you aren't expected to do everything and it's well worth putting your hat in the ring absolutely and how many people did he take on was it just the two of you guys just the two of us yeah so there were two um you know, positions going, they said, and I think we were the only two that applied, but um, <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, but you know, um, they took My on two of nothing. us. That's it, yeah, so if you, if you don't, you know, try, you, you definitely don't get it, so it was brilliant, and I know one of the girls um, applied for, she was with UL, so Munster as well, and um, she applied for Sean Kelly to like do her, um, her placement with him, and like they said, we don't do that, we never do that, whatever, and I think um, in the end, they ended up offering it to her. Now, I think she went a different way, but you know, it's it's out there. These things, but also, if it doesn't have to be Sean Kelly either, I'm sure mm. if you now he was great to put it on offer for us, and like he was like amazing to us. But um, you know, going forward, like people could um, because I know he's he's not running again, wasn't that on you know on Salo Yast or something? But um, you could be right. Yeah, I think I I'm kind think. of half convinced. So <laughs> I w- we think a rumor, but um, but so you could. Sorry, guys, if this is fake news, we're really sorry. <laughs> we're really sorry. Sorry, Sean. I've been reading a lot about <laughs> Turkey and stuff. I haven't read about this lately. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, anyway. But there's other people as well. So if you just if you email someone, you know, you'll you'll get somewhere. I'd say. Yeah, because they yeah. are all there once a month, and that's, that's the important it. thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they wouldn't mind having someone to condense down notes or And get I mean, coffees. to be fair, if you said, oh, um, I've heard Sean Kelly does this. Like, yeah, exactly, yeah. Maybe yeah. a little bit of, like, pulling, twisting the hand, you know? It yeah. might it might get you somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think it's a really interesting thing. And it is, like, obviously you went over as a business student. And, like, you, like, not, most business students don't think about EU. Yeah, absolutely, And yeah. it's really good to know that these things are available to you. So even if you don't think it's for you, like, it's once 
well for you it was once every two months like yeah yeah it's well worth the opportunity to just give it a try absolutely and yeah a lot of it was going for a coffee with you know Sean or with like <laughs> his his app as his advisors or whatever, who by the way were all lovely but you know that's not really the point but um <laughs> but so a lot of it was just that but even that it was um a taste of home as well for me like I really liked that because you know you were around a lot of Irish people for a small bit we were even speaking Irish in like Aww. the EU can- the parliament canteen and stuff me um Sean and like one of his um app is Emer like it was amazing we were just you know speaking Irish over our lunch like it was it was so cool so <laughs> I'm like oh go to the parliament you can speak Irish but um, <laughs> I'm like go to any lengths guys okay, the nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely yeah I'm the same though I'd be like eating it up yeah. so you were like on the topic of like homesickness etc or like feeling a piece of home what kind of helped you have that sense of community and stuff considering you were obviously in studio apartments and people might think oh studio apartments I guess I won't make friends now yeah absolutely yeah so the studio is where I think that you definitely have to get used to especially since for me anyway this is my first time moving out of home so I was like oh my god okay so like where is my mother do you know but, um, <laughs> where is she come on <laughs> the, the game is up now you know um but I think just just time and like perspective I think at the start I was like even like living in a city was like a big deal I was like oh my god what do you mean I don't you know know people um what do you mean you don't have to drive 30 <laughs> minutes to get somewhere even I have very similar commutes and yes, it's not fun <laughs> it's not fun so I was like yeah exactly like you know um no, keep this, keep this city, you know, a bus, a 30 minute bus right away from me, please. But no, (laughs) (laughs) take it away, guys. No, but it was, (laughs) but yeah, homesickness. I don't know. Um, I think making friends was obviously a really big thing. Um, we were lucky. We came out in a big group from UCC. So we had that, but even without that, like we, you know, um, anyone else that was on Erasmus was really friendly, you know, so because you're there to make friends, I suppose. So, so it actually, it's a really good um, opportunity to make friends and it's, I'd say as time went on, it would have been difficult to be homesick, you know, yeah. um, but, um, but yeah, at the start, it's just, just time and just being nice to yourself as well and um, making an effort to meet people, even if you're like, oh God, I really, I would prefer to stay and you could say, no, look, it'll stand to me in the long run. It's better to go and go to this thing I know in the first semester I said no to nothing I went to every single thing that was going on and like I like burnt out at Christmas but you oh my god yeah you like nearly say yes too much especially yeah. well, like for me I like we had obviously the lockdown stuff you mentioned yes, before yeah so it was like I was saying yes to everything and then it was like this chance to kind of stop and I was yeah. like why do I love coming home <laughs> at 10 p.m and being able to wake up at 8 a.m the next morning like this exactly. is fabulous yeah that was yeah that was also sad because all the nightclubs closed in France after Christmas and we were like oh that's such a pity okay well now we just have to talk in a pub instead you know oh, so <laughs> so it was actually nice and then we could you know go home at a reasonable hour and whatever um but sure, that lent itself then to like ridiculous situations where like we were dancing in a pub and like dancing was banned and like <laughs> they had music <gasps> played on too. and the guards came in the french police and like this tiny little pub and um we were all like oh my god we're going to jail but um <laughs> they just you know they just said to the barman like turn off the music that's all that happened but we were like oh no <laughs> it's us we were dancing we were we, pop- we popped too many moves they're yeah, gonna give out to us now you see you're going to kill us for this footloose uh, situation <laughs> i completely relate i completely get that it's just a struggle of like how do you navigate the new culture and stuff and did you find then that that experience in Strasbourg made you want to stay in France over the summer? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, due to, I suppose, not having French friends and stuff and, you know, depending a bit too much maybe on the Irish group, I kind of 
you know, time was running out in Strasbourg and I was like, oh my God, okay, my French needs to be better than this. And so, um, and also like we weren't ready to let, you know, we weren't ready to go, I think was the biggest thing. So a group of us decided to stay on for the summer in Nice. Um, Nice, I have no idea why Nice was chosen, but, um, you know, (laughs) it's where we went anyway and it was just unbelievable. The thing about Nice was that, um, again, accommodation, so accommodation was easy enough to get in Strasbourg really, but very difficult to get in Nice. Oh wow, Um, I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah, a lot of us shared rooms and stuff um, because it was that hard. Now we all got accommodation, but but they they did have a bit of an issue. So we were like a 20 minute tram right outside the city, a 40 minute walk. So it wasn't too bad. And like our accommodation was right at the tram and whatever. So that was the hard bit. Um, but we actually were lucky and we used um, an app called Apartage or a website oh, wow. and that was um, how we found our accommodation. So we were lucky to find that before we went out. But a lot of us went over then with no jobs because you know yourself, it's difficult to get like a, a waitressing job or whatever over email. Do you know, they, yeah. <laughs> they're like, okay, you're saying that you're a people person, but like this is an email, you know, so. Um, you have to do a trial day and they're just like, mm, you dropped a load of glasses, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, like once we went out, they were crying out for people, like genuinely, like um, we had a friend who was there for like a week and he got a job straight away. Like <laughs> he, he ended up leaving again, but you know, like um, everyone, everyone got a job and like they were crying out for people, like everywhere that we worked was understaffed, like. Um, I worked in an ice cream shop at the start, which was amazing. Like I worked there for a month and it was such a lovely job. It was like in the end, it was just um, finishing too late. And like the, I was trying to get the last tram and stuff. So logistically it just didn't work out, but they were so crying out for jobs that I was able to get a different job straight away in, um, in a hostel. And then I like totally changed my schedule and went from like working, well, not nights, but you know, evenings yeah. to, um, to like doing breakfast in a hostel and like you know starting by myself at six o'clock in the morning so it was but it was just unbelievable like these are all new experiences and like because we were together it didn't seem as daunting you know and this was a chance as well to actually make French friends because especially in the ice cream shop you know uh you could be on with like you and like two other people only for like the whole day so like you know or you'd have to start talking then (laughs) so you can't really just be like cool yeah (laughs) exactly so and the ice cream kind of worked on like it was really really quiet and then you just have a rush for like three hours from like nine until like 12 at night it was crazy oh wow <laughs> yeah the nighttime ice cream rush I don't know um why I suppose I can relate to that I, yeah. <laughs> ice cream was really cheap in the Netherlands it was cheaper than a coffee I was like mm, ice yeah. cream at after my dinner I lived above an ice cream shop too oh my gosh I honestly <laughs> didn't use that much yeah that's just it and there's a smell from ice cream like when I worked in Hagen Das for the month I did not eat ice cream once like we officially I think had like a free ice cream a day or something but um but I you know you wouldn't be able to walk benefit in kind you know but um but but I couldn't eat the ice cream because of the like smell of ice cream I was so sick of ice cream that I did not want to even bring the little cup that said Hagen Dazs on it on my break do you know so it's so luxurious though as well that sometimes especially in the heat of summer because yeah. we we it was a rough summer it was a rough summer it was very hot. We, we're very li- we're quite small yes. as Irish girls <laughs> heat is not our friend no, no. but it was like you wouldn't have wanted to be out there for long no no yeah exactly that's that's it exactly um so it was good to be in with the freezer I suppose in that way but <laughs> and our fridge kept breaking and the air conditioning there were just a lot of things but um <laughs> but the people were lovely you know so <laughs> we focus on the people here we do we and do. did you find that being thrown into an environment where you had to speak French was the make or break of you yes absolutely so now, I was lucky in that, like, my managers in Hagen-Dazs did speak really good English. So, oh, wow. So that meant that, like, 
you know, I wasn't doing like completely ridiculous things. Okay, I still was, but it wasn't because of, you know, a communication issue. But the other people that I worked with um, didn't, like a lot of them didn't speak very good English or like, we'll say maybe my French, okay, this is like a real grasp, might have been a little bit better than their English, which, you know. <laughs> so so in that way, and like I was in France, so I should have been speaking French anyway. So that kind of like forced me to to speak French and to get over myself a bit and not like be embarrassed and hide behind, oh, but they have better English. Um, So that was really good that way. And even where we lived, we ended up in a weird situation kind of where we lived, like um, in that it was like, nearly a commune like they were very kind of we had the only oven and we lived with a French fella and like he used to have all his friends in the kitchen all the time and they used to always have barbecues together and but it was really nice because they were very welcoming and open and like so it was we were you know friends with them and they were friendly with us but we weren't like as like you know as much as they were with each other but it was really cool and that as well really improved my French too and we had this neighbor who was like very intense, very nice, but um, he <laughs> took it upon himself to teach us French. So he used Ideal. to he used to wait for us to come back from work. Him and his girlfriend used to like. So they lived across the way from my apartment. And they used to just stick their heads out the door and like be like, "Eva, French lesson." At like half past one, when I'm back from hanging dust, <laughs> I was like, "No," <laughs> but it was it was really good. You're so. like, "Merci, but <laughs> je veux dormir." <laughs> yeah, that's it. So you know, I had no choice but to learn French really that way. But um. <laughs> You know, just, uh, yeah, kindness, you know, but in a, a very extreme way. <laughs> yeah, but was, so you were saying that um, accommodation was kind of hard to get. Yes. But was it relatively cheap in Nice? Um, yeah, it depended on what you wanted to do. So um, we shared rooms, so that made it very cheap. My rent in Nice was like 250 euro a month. Like it was, now I was, you know, sharing a bedroom with someone and I was, you know, a 40 minute walk from the city centre. So like it was, you know, uh, it was cheap, but it, there, there was a reason It was for a it. decline in standards. Yes. yes. One would say. Now it was lovely. And like, you know, it's nice to live with your friends during the summer and whatever. So, so yeah, it could be as cheap as you wanted it to be. I know some of our friends like had like really nice accommodation, like closer to the city, like, um, and theirs was like 600, you know, so, um, so, and they like had their own room, so... <laughs> Very posh altogether. Very posh, yeah. And I know where we stayed, if if I had been in the room by myself, it would have been like um, 350 or something. So still very cheap. Um, the inflated cost was just to offset electricity. We, oh, we all know okay. about all that. So yeah. We won't we won't, we won't <laughs> give out to your landlord for that yeah, one now yeah, at all. So. But did you find that... Did CAF cover that as well, actually, just to so go I back in? I think CAF would have covered it. Now, I don't know how official our accommodation situation was, but it... But CAF probably would have. Yeah, there, there were all sorts of things for CAF. Another thing with CAF was that CAF gave you your, I know you talked about this, but it gave you your French um, social security number, which was really important for us. Um, if you're going to be working in France, you know, um, above board and all that, which is better. Yes. <laughs> As you know, pay tax, please. But um, <laughs> but no, but like, you know, um, but the but yeah, so having your social security number really helped with um, your job and everything. I know I was working in Hacking Das for a while and uh for like a couple of weeks and my manager came to me and he was like Ava do you have a social security number like you need to give it to me I can't I can't pay you um officially if you if you don't give it to me now okay there were all sorts of things in that like officially he should have given me a contract before that and you know whatever but you know I would have gotten paid but it's a student job we don't we but, don't find cone in on these things no but you but basically <laughs> CAF helps you with getting a so- social security number as well which is really important you know amazing okay so really 10 out of 10 to do yeah. and would you recommend that people in France do this over summer because it does seem like people in France kind of end up in these big groups unintentionally with yes. like literally <laughs> Spanish and Irish and <laughs> Celtic people. <laughs> yes, Celtic people, exactly. No, I think absolutely. Um, I just couldn't, well, like, 
you know, we could have obviously come home for the summer and that would have been lovely and whatever. And I'm sure I, you know, broke my parents' hearts a little bit being like, oh, okay, I'm back. Because we came back for three weeks in May. So we came back and, you know, all this. I actually came back and solidified a job in UCC for September. Like I was, I was doing crazy moves during the summer. <laughs> but, um, girl bossing a bit too hard. <laughs> yeah, girl bossing too close to the sun. <laughs> when we went to Nice, it was so hot. But, you know, um, but yeah, but that was it. So, so yeah, I definitely recommend it. I think it was unbelievable and it really did bring on my French. And I still have French friends from Nice who I who I still talk to and everything so um so it was amazing we're even considering going back this summer and like you know some of them were were so open and friendly one girl I worked with her for one day and uh we were left go on our break together in Hagendas and uh she um she she was like oh okay so really nice to meet you Ava so these are my six French you know these are my six friends so I was just off for lunch with like seven like French girls my age just by virtue of like happening to have my break at the same time you know <laughs> so it was unbelievable well she was really friendly as well she could have been like okay see you later I'm going with my friends so that was really nice and I met them again and whatever they were very so I think friendly. the lesson is go to Nice they're all really friendly yeah I, I found that <laughs> and they could have been friendly in Strasbourg too we weren't as open to it I have to say that you know that's fair enough well we also I will always preface this with the fact that Covid Erasmuses were yes, weird they were <laughs> and they were kind of coming out of Covid and it was a bit weird because everyone was a bit like how do we do this but I think we might leave that here yeah, because no Ava problem. will end up talking about everything and yes. anything forever. It's kind of our thing. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you everyone for listening in. Please feel free to contact me on Instagram. I don't know what else I use. Insta- Instagram, text me, email me. I don't mind. And if you would like to be on the show, just get in contact and we'll talk about it. Or if you do have more questions, I'm happy to put you in contact with the people I've been uh, that have been on the show so far. And you can learn more about your their experiences. So thank you very much and we'll see you next week.